0: The You Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line, Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's up?
1: Hey man, how are you?
0: Doing pretty well. It, hey man, that's your west. You're in that. You're in that West Coast uh, laid-back I'm, I'm attitude in right now. I'm on the
1: West Coast mode. I'm. I'm on the. Uh, yeah, it's it's three hours earlier here. I can't figure it out. Uh, and it's cold. It's really cold. That's, that's about all I can say. And really beautiful in the
0: mountains. Well, it is cold here uh, in, in South Florida too. So, um, you're, it's not like you're, you're missing much down here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, you're cold now. That sounds warm to me. That's about that's all I true. can say. So, yeah. but anyway. And, and
0: five years ago, if I was saying this was cold, people would have made fun of me as, as a Syracuse <laughs> graduate who's from uh, the Northeast is true. I I know people that grew up in Syracuse and they can't stand the cold so yeah we'll go figure. All right. uh yeah so Susan's been off this week. She's uh out of town uh doing some family stuff out on the West Coast. Um but it's been it's a big game week. Right? And, re- and returning, returning. Yes, she'll be back she'll be back I, for Saturday, so it's a big game week. She knew she had to get back back at a Hard Rock Stadium three thirty PM on Saturday. Uh, for Miami right. UNC. Um, it's, like, kind of been a, an eventful week um, because, well, obviously we're, we're bearing down on signing day, which we will talk about uh, in the second half of this episode. Um, there's the the really sad Al Blades Jr. news uh, that broke last night. We were recording this. Uh, it is, like, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we will talk about that as well. But then also just, like, a lot of otherwise, like Miami won forty eight nothing, obviously on Saturday, and there's like a lot of storylines to talk about. Miami has really kind of I don't know, it feels like you know, they've had better wins, you know, like that that NC State win, I think, is one that just like got people fired up. But I mean, we are here two, good- two weeks left in the regular season and it really does feel like you know, it's when you want to be playing your most complete football, and Miami seems like they're doing that even though they had two weeks off and couldn't practice. Yeah, that's
1: exactly. I, and you know what? You can't control. I mean, they make your schedule, and you have to play who you're supposed to play. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Duke was the last second because the the, the most – and Duke did look horrible, okay? Yeah, I but mean, they stink. The tickets- they're the
0: worst team in the ACC other than Syracuse probably.
1: Yeah, but the thing is that sometimes you can fall apart against bad teams. It doesn't mean you're going to lose, but sometimes it's sloppy or whatever. And uh, UM, I mean, all three phases look really good uh, against Duke. And, you know, that's all they can do. Um, And to me, what's really impressive is that they've had 15 kids out, um, uh, COVID-related, one way or the other this past game with Duke and they had 13 when they played before that against Virginia Tech they were off for two weeks and they had six before that and the thing is they've, they've come through no matter how many guys they've had out and they've had out some starters and mm-hmm. um, impressive they've had a very it seems like a very focused you know very focused intense team It, was, it was very nice to watch in, in every way
0: Yeah, I mean, it is interesting to, like, there were coming, I mean, think of how many times over the last couple of years of doing this podcast, we've talked about how bad Miami is coming off a bye, and in some ways, this was, like, the world's longest bye week, Um, but obviously it was different, you know, they didn't practice for two weeks, and one of the big, like, talking points that, you know, they were all saying was they came out really focused because they missed playing football for two weeks, and... Um, you know, some of that can kind of be cliche stuff, but, like, I, I, bu- I buy that, right, that they um, probably had some of their most fun practices of the year in those five days leading into the game just because, you know, normally the rhythms, the routines of practice get boring, um, but, like, you know, think of it, the first practice of, like, spring practice or the first practice of, of training camp is always, like, the guys are a little more excited and and they kind of replicate oh, yeah. that naturally, and you know, you imagine if you you play the first if you play the game after one week of training camp, like it would be really sloppy. But you know, they would be like the intensity would be there, like you just mentioned.
1: Yeah, and I, yeah, definitely. And, and Manny Diaz has told us repeatedly that 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 those, excuse me, that one week of practice before the last game was not a normal week. Yeah, that a lot of the players had were uh, you know gradually let in they were I think they were kind of socially isolated in some or distance in in certain ways and I think because of the COVID factor they were really worried and and uh, just different guys were coming in at different times and um, I don't think it was a conventional they were conventional practices but I do think that um, the you know that that they played previously I think it came back fast to them.
0: Yeah. I mean, you saw it was a little sloppy at the start, right? Like Jalen Knight and yeah, Bumbles on the second or third play yeah. of the game and, and the offense really, yeah. I don't think, really moved the ball very much until, like, the third drive. Um, but then once yeah. they got going, they were fine. Then
1: they obviously, talk, <laughs> obviously so. they were
0: more than fine. Yeah,
1: they were more than fine. So, uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it seems good. This this is going to be uh, something I, I think I told you when uh, – Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler are um, are calling the game, uh, the UM North Carolina game, and you know it is at hard rock, and I think they, you know, that's that I, I mean it. They
0: they know this is good. Yeah. This is going to be, or it should be, a good game. Yeah, and I think I mean we we touched on it at the top that like Duke is really bad, <laughs> obviously, but. I mean, Miami does not put beatdowns like that on even, like, the bad teams they play usually, right? Like, they, you know, it was the first shutout of any, against an FBS team of any kind since uh, 2006, the FIU brawl. Um, First shutout of, like, a Power 5 major conference team since Syracuse in 2001. Like, you know, Miami has had a lot of, a lot of teams would have not played. Like, you kind of hinted at it. A lot of Miami teams would not have done that. And I, I think that's, you know, it's, it's telling for this team as you, as you head into this UNC game that, you know, ultimately the year is not going to be judged on a 48 a nothing win against Duke. It's going to be judged on what you do this Saturday against North Carolina. But, um, you know, there are reasons to, to think that uh, it could be a good weekend for Miami. Yeah, it's, it's
1: a really nice team. I like this team. I like watching this team. And I, I really enjoy watching the offense. And I really enjoyed watching the defense. Yeah, I mean, those two and defensive
0: ends, like, it, we've, you know, you could say, you could talk about them every week, um, but they basically, deserve, I yeah. mean, they were incredible on Saturday.
1: Oh, my God. They they really are, yeah, they are kind of men, men amongst boys yeah. kind of thing. They really are very, very good. I saw a mock uh, draft
0: and, today, and I, I think from CBS Sports that has Jalen Phillips as the number five pick in the draft. So, uh, I'm just saying, Miami wow. fans appreciate it while you have it.
1: Yeah, he's—I mean, come on, he's gone, and and so is uh, obviously Quincy Rochet's gone too. I mean, these these guys—why should they? They're fifth year senior. Well, not not. Yeah, Jalen's
0: a little younger, right? He's he's a Richard Junior. I think,
1: I think. A fourth year junior. Yeah. He's a Richard Junior, but. Um, you know, Quincy's a fifth-year senior, I mean, and he's really good. He's yeah. really good, and he's really mature, and um, I like him very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is I mentioned offense and defense. I love watching their special teams. I get nervous when they when they do punt returns, but I think Gervin Hall, hasn't he been doing some of the yeah, punt Yeah, he's,
0: he's pretty reliable and back there just catching the punt. He's
1: reliable. He makes me feel better when he's doing it, but <laughs> – but um but man, I love their kicking game. I really
0: do. Yeah. I, and they forced a fumble on a on the kickoff on Saturday. It uh, was like yeah. you're not gonna see much more thorough of a beatdown. I know it's forty eight nothing and you see bigger blowouts sometimes in the higher scoring games, but like man, if like you throw out the first two possessions when Miami like was clearly kind of getting reacclimated to each other, D.R. King missed a deep ball, they had the fumble. And then obviously you throw out the fourth quarter where the Benches were empty. And um, I mean, that was as thorough a beat down as you see in college football at this stage of the season. It was. It was
1: and I, I did feel sorry for Duke. Seriously, I did feel sorry for Duke.
0: But what are you going to do? Yeah. It's Duke. You're going to have years like this, and then you're going to have years where you're, uh, you know, eight win team or whatever. Um, looking ahead to UNC, we, uh, we touched on it at the top. Um, yesterday, Al Blades, uh, who did not play on Saturday against Duke for, you know, he was just on that long unavailability report. We typically see that list and assume most of that stuff is COVID related. Uh, we find out on uh, Tuesday that, yeah, that's basically the case. He's diagnosed with myocarditis, which uh, is the Im- inflammation of the heart that can result from uh, viruses, viral infections. Like the coronavirus, it's kind of been... I don't know if I would say a common issue, um, but, you know, there have been quite a few documented cases. Um, yep. Of, of Work. Professional athletes and college football players um, right. getting diagnosed with this. Al said he's going to be out at least three months. Miami sounds optimistic, you know, they'll be back, obviously. You, you never know, but, you know, for the most part, myocarditis is not viewed as, like, a career-threatening um, and, or life-threatening uh Condition if, if managed properly. Uh, but it does mean he's going li- to miss these last two regular season games and likely the bowl game. Um, and they could miss him a lot, particularly Saturday against North Carolina.
1: God, they will miss him a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, North Carolina, um, Sam Howe has a very good quarterback. He's really good. He's elite. And I remember last year, when, when you know Miami played North Carolina, and we didn't know anything about. He was a freshman. He was yeah. so good, and he just knew this kid was so special, and and he is. And so this is going to be. you wow, you got some really good athletes. You got two really good quarterbacks going at it, even though they're not on the field at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's very interested to see. Uh, you know. How it's going to be, the game plan, um, just everything. The COVID factor, uh, I, I mean, I, I know Manny Diaz said that he, he was hoping that they'd get more guys back, but you know, David, you never knows,
0: know. And he yeah. never knows. I mean, he says that, like, I, I think the way he couched it on Monday was basically saying, like, you know, if, you know, at the trajectory we're going in is we'll have guys back, but as he very frequently notes, all it takes is one guy to test positive on Thursday. That he, you know, exactly. And then the contact tracing takes over. And, you know, he might he, – even today, they might have seven guys unavailable. Available. Let's just throw a number out there at practice today. And on game day, it could be 14 or 15 again very easily.
1: I can't, I, by the way, we have – <laughs> I don't think you and I have talked since we learned – no, because we haven't talked since that game for podcasts that um, D.R. King had COVID. Yeah. Tested positive. So, and it's, I mean, Miami really, really, in a way, was very fortunate with how it worked out. Not in a way. I mean, if, if you don't want him to have COVID, but if he was going to have it... <laughs> I mean, he had it during the two weeks that they were after Virginia
0: Tech. Yeah, and we know Tyler Actually, Van Dyke. We don't know if it's an injury or, or COVID or something, but he was unavailable well, on Saturday, so. Also,
1: also, David, I was thinking about the Tyler Van Dyke thing, because Tyler Van Dyke supposedly was, I don't
0: Yeah, he no, traveled he has, to uh, Durham.
1: Yeah, but he did, but what I'm saying is I Here's, here's a situation where a guy like Tyler and I'm not sh- he was out and supposedly, well, I think we were pretty sure it was COVID-related. But you could, you could be quarantined, you could be contact tracing because you were near a
0: guy that was right.
1: positive and have to sit out for two weeks like right. previously the season. And then all of a sudden you get it
0: later right. in the season. I'm just saying they were almost in a situation where it was like basically just Nakosi and Peyton Matoka as the quarterbacks, and that's not a situation. I mean, Nakosi maybe would be fine and Nakosi could play the whole game, but yeah, like it was potentially really dire.
1: Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how how it works out this week because any time the quarterback you know has had it, you start wondering about the O line again.
0: You do. Yeah. Yeah yeah so. um and just for al obviously uh we are hoping for him to uh get healthy and be good to go next year because um you you, oh, co- you covered his dad oh, yeah. right
1: oh i covered his dad oh yeah oh very well i mean we we had to- long talks back in the day yeah. when we could sit one-on-one with players and yeah. interview with him i mean and and i also know benny yeah uh
0: Obviously, you know, in a lot of ways, they're like the first Thor- family of Miami football.
1: I had Thorpe Award winner Brian. Yeah. I didn't know as well, but I, but Benny, I know a little better. But I do know Brian, and um, just a, like a great family. And I, listen, I when Al, when Al Senior uh, passed, when he died, um, I, you know, I got the call that night, and Eric, and, you know, I, like so many of the guys who have died, um, very tragic, But you know, I had to write the story, I talked to his parents, just, it's a horrible thing, and um, so it's kind of weird for me, and I've talked to Al about this, you know, mm-hmm.
0: we've,
1: we've talked a little bit about how, how I've told him some stuff, you know, about his dad, Yeah. and, you know, because he's he was a, he was yeah, he baby, doesn't really remember much. Much. Yeah, like
0: one year old, Three. I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. When his dad died, and it just, it's just—it's so sad. I hate it. And Al is such a great young kid, young man. Excuse me. Such a nice, kind, polite, um, uh, smart as anything. Uh, just a, yeah, I just really like him a lot. And I hope—I hope he gets better
0: soon. Yeah. Yeah. One of the. Uh, one of the. Good dudes in this program, definitely, and and every you know he's been a guy who was like a game day captain sometimes his freshman year. Like, man, he made a made a point today to talk about how much you know, like, obviously it's a big deal to Al to be playing uh, football. So hopefully he's uh, good to go um, by the time uh, the twenty twenty one season kicks off. I hope so. Um, at, before we finish up talking about the current football stuff and move on to recruiting, um, college football playoff rankings, Miami's still 10. Um, nothing really changed, but every week you get a little bit closer to kind of sewing things up, and um, yep. Miami can basically do its part of the work this weekend in, in making sure it gets to a, a big-time bowl game. Yep. I, I, Miami wins, and I, I
1: mean, Miami wins, and they're – no, nobody can pass them, I don't think, right? No, nobody pretty much can pass not. them in the, in
0: the ACC standings. No, Miami wins this weekend, they clinch third place. Yeah, so they're, yeah, plus,
1: plus they will have beaten then the, the next the, best yeah, team. Yeah, the
0: next two, but I think ACC, NC State it, is also like 7 and 3. Yeah, exactly. And I, I
1: you know, I mean, that, that, that pretty much shows up, well,
0: as long as Clemson yeah. beats Notre Dame, right? That's like the, the thing. That... Yeah,
1: and they might not beat Notre Dame. So, so yeah. when Clemson and Notre Dame meet in the Atlantic Coast Conference Championship on December 19th, yep. um, so if Clemson wins, then both of them, you know, they're both going go yeah, to go to the Yeah, they'll both uh, probably go to the playoffs.
0: playoffs. Yep.
1: Playoffs. They're going to go to those playoffs, uh, those two teams, and then Miami will go to the Orange Bowl for sure if Clemson loses to Notre Dame that means that Clemson will have lost twice to Notre Dame they'll have two ACC losses right and yeah. Miami My, Miami will have well Miami has won <laughs> um I, it then it all depends on yeah. the the football playoff uh selection committee right
0: yeah and yeah, I just think I think it, you know Miami keeps talking about one one game at a time, and obviously that's like the approach you gotta take. But we have reached the one game, right? If you win this one, well, uh, wait, well, wait, well,
1: well, here's the thing: they're, they're also yeah, they're playing North Carolina. And Then
0: there is that Georgia Tech game.
1: Oh, they wouldn't play, right? If they're oh yeah, they would. Sure, they would. Yeah, they're they are On won. the ACC title game, yep. they have a game against Georgia Tech the same day, December nineteenth, as the ACC title game. Man, that game if Miami. If Miami, well, if Miami loses this game, if just listen, everyone, if Miami loses this game, they're going to have two ACC losses, one to Clemson, if they lose to North Carolina, then they would have one to North Carolina, one to Clemson. And North Carolina still has three ACC losses. It's kind of weird, but they would have beat Miami. I still think Miami goes to, to, to one of the, if they, when out. If they win the Georgia Tech game the next week, they go to a uh, New Year Six Bowl still, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're in good shape no matter what. But obviously, you know, you beat UNC and, and basically you've done your work. Obviously, you can't control okay. the committee's thoughts and everything. But if you beat UNC, you're, you're in pretty good shape.
1: And it, it helps a lot. Well, maybe it doesn't help a lot, but you'd be an expert on this. Like, it can't hurt in recruiting.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's take a quick break. When uh, that's is a seamless transition uh, to talk about National Signing Day. All right, uh, we are back. Um, As we are recording this, it is a week out from the start of the early signing period. Um, Miami. I should have pulled up their rankings and everything. Basically, they've got twenty guys committed. which puts them, obviously depends on your recruiting service of choice, but basically anywhere between like 11 and 14 in the national rankings. Um, seems pretty likely they're going to sign most everyone in this class. Um, Thad Franklin, uh, running back from Chaminade Madonna, is I think the only guy who's said he's not going to sign. Um, Cannon roll early at Chaminade. Um, I still wouldn't be surprised if Miami like is like, come on, man, just do this like you know they've they've done a really good job of getting guys locked up when they've been like wishy-washy um especially like it's not like he's gonna be able to take a visit anywhere in february um or january um so anyway they got those 20 guys committed they're in the mix for four-star quarterback jake garcia um in the mix for a couple cornerbacks uh recently offered an offensive tackle from jacksonville who's, who's pretty interesting i actually saw him play down here when they played American heritage, you know, six, seven, I think he was committed to Minnesota at the time. Um, I cover the recruiting a lot more closely than you do. So I'm just going to let you ask some questions.
1: Um, okay. So where, where would that
0: Franklin go? (laughs) Uh, well, Florida state and Penn state have been recruiting him also. Um, Uh but he's been committed to Miami for a long time now. He actually committed twice. He committed, decommitted, committed again. Chaminade, Miami has a really good relationship at Chaminade. Obviously, that's uh, to Corey Couch, Keontree Smith, um, Cam Williams all came from there a couple years ago. Alan Hay, who's a, a defensive tackle there now, is committed and um, probably going to sign on Wednesday. Um, worth noting, like, Chaminade doesn't do any, like, signing ceremony in the right. this week or next week. So, like a lot of times the kids will be like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. And then they just end up doing it anyway. Like I, I kind of, I, I don't want to say this for sure, but I recall similar conversations with Keontre and uh, to Corey couch when they were in high school. So um, yeah, if, if it's going to be someone else, it feels like Penn state would be like the most likely to, to get in there and flip him. Uh, he's a good basketball player and some schools have kind of talked to him about potentially playing basketball too. Um, but I, I, feel pretty confident he signs with Miami at some point, whether it's Wednesday or, or in February. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Wow. I hope he signs, but uh, I-, I
0: want to ask you about Leonard Taylor and James Williams, right? They're yeah. both, the five, both five-star guys. Yeah. The first uh, time they've got two five-stars in uh, more than a decade. So
1: Yeah. So um, which, which one is more impressive to you?
0: Um, they're kind of different. James Williams is like, uh, it's hard to imagine a guy with like higher upside because he's a six, five safety. <laughs> like he looks like Greg Rousseau did in high school, but they're, but like, and Greg was wow. a safety a lot in high school. Um, but they're saying, yeah, you're going to play safety for us. Um, so he's like kind of a, a tween, like, you know, there's not a whole lot of six, five safeties running around. Like you do wonder, like, wow. is he too big? Is, does he have to play linebacker or something instead? Um, right. but I mean, Leonard Taylor is like that is he is as impressive a defensive player as I've seen in my whatever three four years down here in South Florida. Like he is, you know, it. He you look at him and you know he looks like kind of a typical defensive line I mean, He's like six four, close to three hundred pounds now. Um, but he's yeah. just like his first step is like I don't know. He's just in the backfield on every play somehow. And he's like, let me I'll say he's 300 and does not look like he's 300. Like he has a ton of his weight is in his legs and his like wow. calves and thighs and butt. Like he just, he's not, he's like, he's not fat at all. And he's like 300 pounds.
1: M- Manny Diaz loves defensive tackles
0: Exactly. That's I mean, to that's me, like, he's just it. the safest bet to be like a star because he's going to come in yep. and he's going to be... The John Ford replacement, you know, he's going to be the next Nestle, like he's, like you said, Miami loves their defensive tackles.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's where the, the run defense starts, and that's where the defense kind of starts, yeah. is, you know, inside out. And um, boy, that's great! I can't wait to see him play. Yeah, it's like really just
0: fun. if you if you're listening, and have never seen him play, just like find some of the clips of him on Twitter or on huddle or whatever. I covered a game earlier this year where, uh, it was against Dr. Phillips. You yeah, know, it was like a, a powerhouse from Orlando. Um, and they had to like, they were like running a rollout for their quarterback and they had the fullback come from like the left side of the line and try to like trap block him. And Leonard literally knocked the kid off his feet. Like, just, oh my like legs were up in the air. Then that's like pretty regular occurrence. Um, you're gonna love James Frank or James Williams though, just as someone who I know loves those like old school Kane mentality guys. Like you know, he's one of those kids who grew up, you know, worshiping the early. Two- you know, he's re- too young really to remember the two 2000- thousand early 2000s hurricanes, but um, you know, like he's loves Sean Taylor, loves the idea of like getting is Miami back. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of those guys who's just like getting everyone on board. He texts Jeff Jake Garcia every day. Like he's one of those guys who who loves being being a hurricane. Yeah,
1: that's really nice. So like uh,
0: like Gilbert Fryerson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll remind yeah. you a little bit of him. Yeah,
1: I yeah you you do have to love those guys. It's just it's all pure for yeah. them. I agree. So that's really nice. And my last question for you is. Uh, Well, maybe not my last, but as far as quarterbacks go, uh, so Jake Garcia all of a sudden, I mean, you know, everybody thinks and it it sure as heck seems like he's going to sign with Miami. Um, And uh, what's the situation with quarterbacks? Because I, you know, I think uh, this is my Opinion that uh,
0: De'Aaron King will turn pro. which, yeah. come on, he's a fit, also a fifth year. Miami is obviously guy. banking on him going well,
1: pro. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go. I'll be I I can't believe he's not gonna go pro. Okay, yeah. I'll be shocked. Okay, color me shocked. Yep. if he if he stays, so um, he's had too good a year too good a year yeah he's been awesome i
0: wrote about today like he's like legitimately having you know this was like a normal late season he's like legitimately having like the best quarterback season in miami history he's like on pace for like second completion percentage second touchdowns third passing yards like if we and 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 they
1: yeah touchdowns
0: and that's not even including the rushing stats uh the kids he's so
1: good he's so great to watch uh and I, I don't see really what else he can show. And, but I'm not really sure yet as far as the NFL, as far as the draft class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, I haven't started looking a lot, but I don't know, you know, how many quarterbacks there are. I mean, um, you know, and how good the quarterbacks are this year. So um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. But he's not I, – I again, I'll be shocked if he yeah. comes back. So yeah. knowing that – You've got Jake Garcia coming in. Uh, well, we don't know yet, but this is, that's my. It sure seems then, that way. Um,
0: and I'm not reporting sure anything, but it sure seems as if he's going to.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. And then uh, you've got, um, you know, you've got Nikosi. Who, my God, it seems like he's been there forever, doesn't it? He kind of has.
0: At so this weird. Point. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so weird. I mean, David, and and, and I kind of feel bad for him too because. The Eric's had such a good year, and Nkosi just kind of hasn't played much. He got in a little bit, had that beautiful pass when he first got in last game against Duke. Um, but, uh, you know, you've got Tyler Van Dyke, mm-hmm. right, who's, who's a true freshman this year. And yeah. um, you've got – then there are rumors about Mackenzie Milton, the former UCF player who's a whole other story. Um, so what do
0: you, what do you think? What's going to happen with the uh, quarterback situation and recruiting? I'll say, I think that's a pretty good three man competition, right? If you have Jake Garcia, you're like star freshman, like maybe he comes in and just wows everyone. You have Tyler Van Dyke, who is, um, you know, he's still kind of the shiny new toy in a lot of ways. And obviously like, you know, he's a legit, he was a four star recruit coming out of high school, like. He's a guy that you, you sign him, you bank on him. You're expecting him to become a starter for you one day. And then obviously you have Nicosi who started, I don't know, what does he start 15 games or something in Miami, 10 games, 12 games. Um, and, you know, had his ups and downs, but he's your fifth-year senior quarterback who has been in the program forever. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's pretty new in the offense, but but a guy who, who knows the personnel and knows – you know, just a veteran guy. That's a pretty good competition. Like those are kind of three archetypes you want coming in and made the best man win. Um, Mackenzie Milton, as you mentioned, is like the monkey wrench in the whole thing where he is obviously has not played in two years. Basically he got hurt in UCF's finale, regular season finale in 2018. Basically as serious a leg injury as you'll see were, you know, nerve damage and it kind of like the Alex Smith injury that, in the NFL, um, wondering if, you know, it was going to have to get amputated, all that kind of stuff. Um, right. Alex Smith is going to be the NFL's comeback player of the year. So there's maybe a positive omen, but, um, you know, if Mackenzie Milton is healthy, he's like a Heisman contender. Like that's how good he was at UCF. But obviously that's a, like a massive question mark. Um, so if you're Miami, it's, it's a really right. delicate balancing act, right? Like if you're Miami, is Mackenzie Milton going somewhere and saying, I'm going here and I'm going to start? Or is he saying, I'm going somewhere and I'm going to compete? Um, and, you know, he's obviously going to say he's going to compete. I don't know if Miami is the kind of school that, you know, with that quarterback talent that's going to be in the room can be like, we are just hitching everything to the Mackenzie Milton wagon in the same way that they did with Derek King. Here's the thing.
1: Here, here's the thing. They can't do that. With Milton, because you do, it's been two years. Yes, exactly. You could do that and, with De'Ara yeah, King. Right, you could do that. And no team wants to promise. They really don't want to promise, but right. you're right. Yeah, I mean,
0: a wink and, and a nudge.
1: Mackenzie Milton, I mean, there's a guy who almost had his leg amputated. So, And he just started coming back. And supposedly he looks, he looks really good. But, I mean, come on. I, I, you can't take that chance. So, I think... That really is. I like the way you said it. It's a very delicate balancing act. If they think that's going to affect, like a young gun coming in, I I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know if they want to. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you, it's not like a pressing need in the same way that, dear King sort of was a pressing need. But They're
1: gonna make yeah, ha- they, they promises.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have bigger, more, assuming they sign Jake Garcia, they're going to have more pressing needs, I think, coming out of this early signing period. Um, as Manny said today, they can sign 24. Like I said, they've got 20 committed. You assume all 20 sign. Then you throw in Garcia. That's 21. Um, let's say you throw in this tackle from from Jacksonville, Austin Barber, who they recently offered. That's 22. They really need cornerbacks, as as we kind of touched on at the top with, oh with the God. Al Blades situation. Yeah. You know, even if he comes yeah. back full strength, the depth has just been exposed right now. With the you've basically, oh, you have, right now you have four scholarship cornerbacks healthy, five when you get Blades back. You only have one guy committed in the class of twenty twenty one so far, Malik Curtis, who. Uh, at the, I think he might be a better wide receiver than he is a, a cornerback. And he's, I mean, he's a really good right. wide receiver. Like, I don't know, you just got to get some guys there who can can help you out right away. Um,
1: maybe, hey David, maybe they'll get some uh, tra- um, grad transfers.
0: And honestly, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, either that's When you're looking in the portal, I think cornerback's going to be a spot. And honestly, I think maybe defensive end's going to be a spot again because I know they like Jafari Harvey a lot. I know they like Chance Williams. I know they like Cam Williams. Those, yeah, guys no, do not have, those guys do not have any experience, no no fault of their own, but just because Phillips and Roche have been so good, like, assuming those guys both leave, it's, it's a question mark.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I, I, yeah, they really, all of a sudden, two super talented defensive ends are leaving, and Greg Rousseau, I mean he's been, been gone so long but think of the talent they had wow, oh my God. or they have
0: yeah. and had and you just so, lose it all
1: for... what was
0: that? and you just lose it all, right? Like right you know, you you're oh, going yeah. straight from two guys who are two of the I don't know, 15, 20 25 best in the country at what they do and to, to a bunch of guys who have never started a game and just haven't played a whole lot yeah, I and I think
1: you know, defensive ends will definitely like grad transfers. If they have the numbers and all that, they if they can if they can sign them, they're 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 going to be looking at Miami, the, the talent that wants to transfer. If there's if there are any really good guys, and um, you know, since especially since Manny Diaz is a de- defensive coach, yeah. Um, I mean, and just Miami looks like a very attractive program right now, but. Yeah, I hope they can get it together in that, in that, uh, in that position.
0: All right, anything else before we uh, finish up here?
1: Um, no, not really. I'm going to go take a walk in the, you know, 40-degree weather
0: or whatever. It's going to be a weird signing day, right? We're not going to be there. I'm actually covering a state championship. And actually, Miami has three kids committed – in this class who have state championship games on Wednesday. So I don't know what they're going to do, including the guy who I know yeah, is actually your real favorite player in the class. Andres Boragallis. Oh God. How do you
1: not love Andres? They got to oh, just keep, God. they got to
0: keep finding more Boragallis brothers.
1: Yeah. I hope there's some hiding there because what a great kid. I mean, he's so cool to talk to and, you know what, what, Jose has been unbelievable, and and here comes baby brother, who's yeah. <laughs> really really good. I guess they just they'll just find a way to, however the heck they do it, email it back. Yeah, fax it, fax the it from the from the lobby it.
0: at the hotel they're staying in in Tallahassee.
1: They'll do it at seven a.m. or whenever the heck it. Usually it's seven a.m. They allow it and. Uh, Wow, that's crazy! And which games are you covering of those three guys? That
0: day, it's Sh- Shamanad Madonna plays the night game, so that's Dad Franklin and Alan Hay, um, two Miami oh commits, God. and then Champagnat plays in the morning or the one o'clock game, and that's Andres Borgala. So, uh, I a lo- got I a was, lot of Canes oh, could be winning championships at Doak. I hope Dad Franklin throws up the U at least. <laughs> We have a good so picture I, of him yeah. on file doing it, so for, for when he when he signs, you, you can find that one. Yeah, that that always happens in these
1: playoff games, right? You see a lot, and then we do stories. He threw up the U next yeah. year.
0: Yeah. So. All right, I think we can finish up there. Um, you can follow Susan on Twitter at s miller degnan. Uh, like I said, she'll be back Saturday for the game, so uh, it should be a fun one. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at db wilson too. Um, I've been. Been on Kane's duty all week and uh, getting signing day Good stuff ready. Signing day is going to be fun. Yeah,
1: it will be if you're not covering those other
0: games. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Uh, let's finish up there. Thanks as always for listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week.
1: Take care, everyone.